Welcome to FNG1, the new fan's guide to the world of Formula One and motorsport. I am your co-host, Chuck, and with me once again is Sean. Howdy, folks. We're back. We're back. We're back as long as we decide to be back. I'm not going to promise a lot, but... We'll try. We're going to try. We're gonna, So life got in the way. I was looking... So we use Skype to do this, and I just logged into Skype for apparently the first time since the last time we did this. So my last call was to you on October 25th, 2021. We didn't finish that season. We did not finish that season, we which got is like, funny because my driver won. At the most insane season. I know in we the, got so busy and then stopped. <laughs> we we stopped at the worst possible time. Yeah. Objectively speaking, that we could have stopped. Yep. But... Life got in the way. COVID was crazy times. We all know this. I'm going to speak it in the pa- about it in the past tense, even though it is still a thing. But but we're back. We we have decided. We talked about it briefly last night and decided that fuck it, let's just try again. Yeah, and we'll just roll with this and see. see Twitter how long works it- just well enough to resurrect this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. If Twitter dies, probably so will this podcast. So that's another reason to hate Elon if that happens. But Discord. <laughs> well no that's a good point we got discord still it's really um, 90 percent of the reason i set it up is just in case this came back <laughs> it's true <laughs> uh, okay so my first question to you do we need to revise or revisit the premise of this podcast i was gonna say you're not a new guy you i'm got not like, a, i'm not as much a new guy as i used to be the, you've got two championships at this point Yes, I do. I did a lot. I did a lot to do that. Uh, If if anybody is a new listener, and I can't fathom how that would be true, but let's just say that it is. uh, The original premise of this is that I started watching Formula One, I think the day that we recorded the first time. So I knew nothing. And Sean, you've been following Formula One since the late 90s. The late 90s, so you were, what, negative one years old? Yeah, now I was uh, 10, 12. Okay, remember. so Something plenty. Like you are yeah. you are not a guy who showed up when Drive to Survive showed up. You, I was youthful. <clears throat> you were youthful. You, were, you come here seasoned. Oh, uh, yeah, my hair agrees. So you are still the expert, both in that you know and care about the technical aspects of this sport more than I do. I am less of a new guy than I was. And part of the problem is I made a mistake. I started reading about Formula One. Uh-oh. Yes, I should not have done this. I started learning things. Uh-oh. And that's a problem because now the entertainment could come from the fact that I of course, will act like I know things and I probably will still be talking out of my ass. <laughs> it's like just enough to be dangerous. Yes, it's the perfect amount, maybe. We're about to find out if this is a good formula. It's like the learning curve. You know, you talk around when you learn a little bit, you think you're a genius and then you learn yeah. a little more and they're watching nothing. Yeah, it's a, this is the Dunning-Kruger podcast of Formula One. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Dunning-Kruger Guide to Formula One. <laughs> Maybe we need to rebrand the entire thing. But <laughs> anyway, we're just going to feel it out and see what this podcast really is now. It's going to be back. It'll be fun. 
there is good news for you. Mm. Uh, when we have been recording this podcast, my driver has never been a nat- uh, world champion. Correct. <laughs> so now that we are back, this is terrible news for Max Verstappen. I have doomed him. <laughs> yes, by by insisting that we do this again. This is all part of your Leclerc yeah, strategy. Because I'm pretty sure when we were recording was when Lewis was like storming back in that championship too. <laughs> it was because I was starting to become de- dejected. I was seeing the writing on the wall. Do you realize if we had tried to record last year, I might have just rage quit? I No, I think around I, July. Oh, it's such August. a lost opportunity. Oh my God. I don't think to, I could have talked about it. To for force reason. you to talk about Ferrari every week, I would have been unbearable i would not have been kind to you let's not pretend i would I have i would have really made you stew in it <laughs> i don't think i've been more incandescently mad because blowing the championship was one thing <laughs> but then the monaco grand prix i i don't think any level of refresh my was, memory that's I the one where claire was on pole. oh that's the one where they boxed <laughs> and he was 10 <laughs> seconds up on everybody so like whatever red bull did it was just copy what they did at any point and for I was like, no, 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 we, no, no. Let's pit both of the cars at the same time, and but then not in Leclerc, a way where we can do it efficiently. No, stay out, stay out. And he's like, what? I've never. I don't think I've ever been as mad then. I don't know if I've ever laughed out loud so much at a at a Formula One race. So because there was a lot of dumb shit, but God, that one pissed me off. This is the perspective we bring. We're looking at this from two sides. Yeah. Do you think that Max is going to finish the first race? Yes, you do. Sure. In the last in the last three years, he's only finished one of the first races of the season. Honestly, it's better luck for him if he doesn't win. Yeah, I agree. I because, mean, he's won the championship either way. But since 2017, everybody who finishes first comes in second in the championship. Look at you and your facts. Yeah, I think it was like Vettel, Vettel, Botas, Botas, Hamilton, Leclerc. So I'm rooting for a DNF. Yeah, you want you want him to DNF. That's not going to bode well for my fantasy team. <laughs> <laughs> okay, since I brought that up, I was not intending to bring it up yet, but I did want to talk about it. You have started a, a Formula One fantasy league. Correct. I'm not new to fantasy leagues. I'm new to the very concept of how this could be a thing. Uh, I picked a team because with, with no understanding of even... Do the you score. know how the scoring works? I read somewhere there's <laughs> negative points. What does that mean? I looked it up after I picked the team. It was like, oh. Good. Well, and I insist that you don't change any of your picks based on I'm, actually I'm having I'm not changing it. I, I picked it. I was feeling pretty clever because I was like, this is a guy I think is undervalued. I was picking based on value, all kinds of stuff. And I was like, I don't know how this game's even scored. <laughs> it's wild. Like, there's obviously they get the points that you get for normal, like an, uh, like a driver's get in races in cool. 25, 18. This makes sense. They get points for overtakes, but lose points for positions lost. Uh-oh. There's points for sprint races and qualifying. I don't even know how the constructor's points work. I assume some variant of that. So honestly, we're just going to see what happens. Are you saying that I shouldn't have picked all Williams all the time? That might not be that bad. They're probably going to Wait, pass they're not going to... Yeah, they're not... Well, they're not, certainly not going to get overtaken from last. They're not Alpha Tori or maybe McLaren right now. Uh-oh. Yeah, what's going on with McLaren? They're garbage. Wait, wait, wait. 
let's back up a little bit. So this is yeah. pre, this is our preseason episode, which we're going to release <laughs> on a Friday, which means no one's going to listen to this, but that's fine. It's more, this is the principle of the thing that we're recording this, but all that we know so far is testing. Testing has happened for 2023. Correct. It's all bullshit, right? It is mostly bullshit. There's a little bit you can maybe glean from it in places. Um, it's like even intentionally bullshit, right? They're all just fucking with each other out there and making up numbers and lying about how fast they are. I think the best part is, is if they think they're good, they're fucking with each other. If they Wait, aren't what? sure they're good, Explain they're panicking. That. Like teams who are secretly confident are way more likely to be fucking around than teams. Oh, that I are see. Like, <laughs> then uh, teams that are terrible and desperately this, need to this figure out good. what they can do. This is bad. We have to fix something. <laughs> so, like, did like was Lewis Hamilton just going around with a parking brake on? Uh, no, I think I think their car had problems. Hey, do Formula One cars have a parking brake? I don't know. That's a good question. I don't think so. Oh my god! Did I just stump you on a? I should have made that. The, they, what did we used to do. call that segment? Uh, I don't stump Sean. <laughs> that's what uh, it's called now. Yeah, that's what it's called. Called now. Uh, this is a resurrected version. Ultimate it. universe. I wish I had held on to that. I didn't prepare anything for any of our previous I, segments. I don't think they do. Because remember, uh, well, I'm oh yeah, because when, when Carlos was, was on, on fire, fire and the car was rolling down the hill. Uh, that was the most Mario Kart thing that could have happened. God damn it, I hated last year. <laughs> <laughs> so, the testing, it is largely bullshit, right? And yeah. then everybody, it is. this is the equivalent. I know I made this comment to you earlier. This is the maroon and white game of Formula One, right? This is where the team's... This is the equivalent of when the defense plays the offense and then everybody tries to pretend that no matter what happens, it either means that the it means that the team is great, either because the offense was amazing or the, or the defense was amazing, and not that one of them was terrible. Yeah, but like I added, it's it's also you sprinkle in a little bit of like actually the defense only has nine players on it, and the quarterback runs like a two second forty, like where they're absolutely lying about like really key components, but you don't know which components <laughs> and what effect that actually has. Awesome, and. Everybody releases in a way too early top 10. Correct. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We have the top 10s already. Yes. And a McLaren, as we were saying, looks like shit. Uh, that, that car looks like shit. And Jack Brown said that car is shit. So I think they're actually worried about that car. Being yeah, shit. but see, but then was he fucking with people? No, I think the car actually had problems because they weren't able to complete what they wanted to do, which is concerning. But see, the, question the only reason we know that is because that's what they said. Yeah, but they usually look to do certain things that you that experienced viewers like the the commentators can kind of aim for, and they weren't able to pick those out. And they were also really slow, not just like kind of slow. They were really slow all the time. It's so, a little different than like, oh, they ran fourth and fifth all week, but they just did their own thing, or were they running like eighteenth and it really didn't look good. So what you're saying is that Oscar Piastri is feeling really good about giving the finger to Alpine last season. If I put the biggest target on my back imaginable. And, and now I'm the getting into team. the slowest possible car. <laughs> and I'm also going to probably get nuked by my teammate in the shitty car. Probably so. Yeah, he's he's in a bad spot. Good. And we're talking about new drivers. We are ripping through this content. <laughs> yeah, well, no, that's fine. Who cares about the, Who cares about what the plan is? All right.
Okay, so yeah, we're, so we're talking new drivers. That's Oscar Piastri. I want to skip to Nick DeVries. Nick DeVries. I, I will say Oscar Piastri, if we're going to just summarize him, probably super duper talented. We get the kind of cliches like best driver since Max Verstappen, which was interesting because when Leclerc came in, it was best driver since Max Verstappen or before. It's, so I don't really know what that means, but he is really, really good. He should be very good. We'll see what happens. Okay. Nick DeVries. Nick DeVries. DeVries. I I think is going to make a strong move this season towards challenging for the number one most unlikable driver on the grid. This is interesting because I'm not sure we'll even know that he exists, but I would like to hear your point. I mean, look at the guy and listen to he's. He is nearly, and he's young, so he's not that young, but he is young, so he's got time to work into this veteran status, but he's going to get up there pretty early challenging Lance Stroll for how much I want to punch them. (laughs) (laughs) See, if I was going by press photos alone, I think I told you this, Piastri's got some smug-ass looking press photos, He does, but listen to Nick DeVries talk about literally anything. I, oh. I've heard him talk and I can't actually hear it at all. So I'm very interested to hear how much we dislike him. I, well, he's starting, he had a good testing season. Let's put it that way. (laughs) The test was peak for overtaking Lance Stroll. (laughs) Yeah. He really, he really shocked everyone early in the season with how he looked for the punchability. And the other new guy we have, I, here's where if I was a better editor, so this isn't going to happen, I would start playing the Star Spangled Banner in the background while we talk about Logan Sargent. Because we have an American on the grid. We do. For the first time since... Uh, oh, I was Rossi? so... Well, yeah, but what's the year? I was expecting you to just... 14, 15? Okay. Ish? Was, was Rossi any good? No. Has any American ever been good at this? Yeah, I mean, Mario Andretti won a championship. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Phil Hill was good. Let's see, that sounds like you're making people up. That's like the 60s. We're going way back now, maybe the 50s. Um, <laughs> Phil Hill, my ass. <laughs> Jack yeah. Villeneuve was uh, Canadian. It's Bobby Smith Jenston. <laughs> Bobby Ray Hall, there's one. Bobby Ray, but did I wait, don't think did he, he was. Wait. No, he wasn't. Oh. You named like the only driver that I remember from the uh indie from, from the indie days when growing up with my dad. Yeah. You had me excited there for a so, second. So uh Logan Sargent, we'll find out. We'll find out. He's in a Williams. We're not gonna find out jack shit. Well, we will find out if he gets absolutely like cruise missile by uh Alex Albin. He got promoted really fast, and I think the drive to survive market share thing has made him get oh, yeah. promoted faster. No, that is that is written on the wall. I mean, F, uh, Formula One hasn't ever been this popular in the U.S. in its history. Correct. All of a sudden it is, and all of a sudden they're hyper-promoting an American driver. Which I don't, ha- I got to imagine he doesn't hold a lot of illusions there. <laughs> Which is hilarious because they had Colton Herta, but they couldn't get him the super license points. Right. And will, he would have been fine. Will he ever? maybe i mean he's not he would have to probably win i think he has to win the indycar championship or something really to get enough super license points maybe if he won more races through the year he'd have enough but yeah it's 
the the conversion for like IndyCar and how it uh, applies to super license versus other things is kind of weird. He might have to run some like one-off races. He considered it. They had actually said he was going to go run like Formula Formula Japan or Formula Asia or something for like some races just to rack up some points, but it ended up not panning out. Sure, because the guys that normally drive those cars didn't appreciate him just deciding he would. Yeah, just come over there, rack up some points, and roll back. Well, and just I I assume just literally take one of them out of their car and get into it. Yeah, and and I don't know, you know, the commercial talks I think fell apart too, and it wasn't worth the effort, right, to get him over. So, right, yeah. So we get Logan. Uh, Best of luck to him. Like, (laughs) we'll see what happens. That felt so dismissive. I really like that. I I mean, I, I hope he does well. I just he came up real quick. Not to say he's not good, but he came up really, really fast. Um, and again, I, I want to say again, he's in a 2023 Williams. The problem is, is that car might not be bad. It's Every not going to be body good. that I've read about so far thinks that it is quite, quite bad. But look at the look at the time we're looking at. Like we're used to Williams being a second and a half behind, and we might be faster than the Alpha Tories, which look like absolute garbage. Um, and potentially fighting with the uh, McLaren early on. Like, there's a chance we might see Alex Albon pop up like 12th, which I'm not super high. He's not going to score points, but he's probably not going to be the worst driver this year. That team's probably not going to be the worst team. Every time you say anything right now, I'm sort of scanning through this fantasy team that I've <laughs> picked and just sort of reevaluating what I've done based on what you're doing. What you're what, saying. We'll have to talk afterwards about. I'm not. Uh, ke- I, I I assure you, I'm not going to change a single thing from what I picked with my gut right at the moment, whatever three days ago. I think you'll be surprised at the ones I picked. That uh, Max Verstappen right at the top. I don't have Max. Okay, I know. I assumed but you wouldn't. I do. You had to get. You had to get Leclerc, so you can't go to both of them. I couldn't. Have, I spent all my money. I'm out. <laughs> uh Okay, I don't. I forget what else we were going to talk about. New, uh, liveries. new drivers. What? Yeah, we did the new drivers. We talked new drivers. Liveries. I think you've given the best synopsis. Yeah, I went through the the liveries pretty hardcore. Yes, on on Twitter dot com. Uh, I have a I have a like a system default built into. I think you do the same thing in my Twitter, where my my Twitter has a very burn after reading. Oh yeah, kind, kind of setup. My tweets are alive for I think seventy two hours, and then they are deleted forever. Good. <laughs> so, if you are if you are wanting to go back and look at what I said about the liveries, you will be disappointed that thread certainly no longer exists. Uh, the long and short of it is every car is carbon black now. Yes, because nobody wants to have the extra weight of the paint on the car anymore. Yep. So they're all eventually going to look like the Mercedes already does. Yep. We're just going to be running a bunch of primer black out there. That sucks. Now, they're, uh, watch. They're going to make a rule that says there has to be like they should you know, seven hundred grams of paint on the yes, car. Yes, they absolutely should, so that the people will go. Well, we got to paint them anyway. Let's go crazy and make it look like fucking carnival out there. Or they're gonna say there has to be a minimum of seven hundred grams of paint. And they're all both gonna have, all the cars are gonna have like two really thickly painted dots down at the bottoms to get <laughs> the weight where they want it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna say that they're all gonna make them carbon black and then just clear coat them. <laughs> <laughs> Just to spite the FIA. Just to be a dick. Fuck you. Oh, wait. Now that I think about it, that would be amazing. 
your idea is much more technically sound. Mine is a much funnier middle finger to the FIA. It's the uh, the great part is like how sick you'll feel when they just flash something up like a car crashed on the screen. Like every time those Alfa Romeos hit something this year, I'm probably going to like, you know, reflexively vomit because they look so much like a Ferrari. Yes. Okay, so real quick, since that thread is dead, if anybody who's listening to it missed that, I'm going to run through them rapid fire. All I was judging is, is the new livery better or worse than last year's? This is not, is it good? This is just, did you make make it better or did you make it worse? And without looking at any of the photos and having not seen them in a while, I'm also going to say whether I think they're actually good or bad. <laughs> okay. Okay, good. That'll be fun. Uh, Red Bull, I think we can both agree. It is exactly the same. Classic, though. I like the, it. I'm going to say good. Uh, no, point. it's it looks good, but it is no in this rating system. It is a no change. I mean, I put them next. I put the photos next to each other. And yeah, the car's different, the shapes of the side pods and everything. But that's not what this is about. This is just the livery. They put every thing exactly where it was. I think the only changes year. is they do have some matte black. They just hit it better. Right. Yeah, that's yeah, I think it's on the barge boards or whatever. Right. And they had to change some sponsors because that happens every year. But otherwise, yep. it's the same. No change. Uh, Ferrari, I'm going to say improved with an asterisk because it does look good. And it is I mean, it's not a huge change, but it is a change and it does look good. They are creeping into the let's turn this car black territory, which oh, yeah. makes me angry. Uh, but you know, it is what it is. The car looks good. The best part is the Ferrari script on the wing. Oh my God. Did I miss that? They ran that with that special yellow wing last year, but Mm -hmm. it's the Ferrari logo, like the, the text logo with the long top of the F across the back wing. And it looks fantastic and should be on every car for the rest of history. And when you say that, you mean every car, not even the Ferrari. Yes. Like, let's just stick this on. Well, let's not the crappy on the Williams ones. car. <laughs> Who do we want to doom with some engine failures? <laughs> uh, Mercedes worse. I'm angry I, at them. See, I like the black car when they ran it a few years ago. So I'm not yeah, super. No, angry no, no, with no. It. Don't get me wrong. The one from a few years ago was great. It was gorgeous. This one is not that. It looks different. And also they are the leading bleeding edge of this. Let's just make the whole car carbon fiber. Probably their car's a piece of shit. They got to do something. Yeah, that's true. But I do like that they did the highlighter yellow and Lewis's numbers in his helmet. It looks good paired up against the black car. But So now you're counting the helmet as part of the livery? I think just in this case because they <laughs> put them together. Fair enough. McLaren, worse. The car's worse and the livery is worse. It's the same, but it's more black. Which... I was never a huge fan, so... Well, but at the very least, be who you are. Go back to all the papaya. Mm-hmm. It was just make it so fucking papaya that it's that it actually hurts your eyes to look at. Right. Be interesting. They're all turning black and I don't like it. Uh, Alpine. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm now forgetting what it looked like. They have two. They have blue and pink. <gasps> Sean, are you serious? They have a pink car for three races, so... Okay, automatically giving them status as the most improved. 
Yeah. Oh my God. Run the pink all day. I love it. It looks awesome. Especially it is the one exception. If you run a pink and black car, best car on the field. <laughs> it's uh, going to allow all the carbon. If you just pair it with pink. Aston Martin, mostly the same. It's a little bit more black. It's fine. They took away a lot of the highlights, the highlighter yellow stuff. So I yeah. actually gave them a slight unimprovement because this car is more boring. But otherwise, it looks they, very the same. Yeah, I think they lost that sponsor. That well, the, the but they still got some of it. I don't um, know, man. I don't know. That car doesn't stand out to me, which is shocking because they were pretty good. Here's the most important one of the season, Alfa Romeo. Huge disappointment. Huge drop. Yes, and let me be clear, the car is gorgeous. The car last year was gorgeous, though. The I mean, car last year is one of the prettiest cars that has ever existed. It was stunning. Yeah. This car, it's fine. It's okay. fine. It looks like Ferrari. It's going to make me sick. That car is going to haunt my dreams this year. Okay. Because Zogwen Yu is going to like paste it in a wall. They're going to cut, and I'm going to be like, Jesus Christ, Leclerc just crashed out of first. <laughs> Oh, that makes me happy. Haas improved, maybe most improved. And they did make the car more black, but that car was so boring last year. They had to do something. They had that generic ass template, red, white, and blue car. Yes. Uh, and they also actually got some bonus points because they dropped the carbon black before everyone else. Smart move. Yeah, that's true. They, yeah, they, I wasn't as angry about the black because it was the first car that came out. So yeah, it looked it, rad then. It was like innovators. Yeah. And now I'm like, fuck you guys. Uh, Williams, I love it. It's an improvement. The car, color scheme's the same, but the lines are better. It the just, battery. The, the battery, battery. That's kind of fun. Lie. It's fun. It's a little too cutesy for me, but when it's driving down the road at high speeds, it doesn't look like a battery. It just looks interesting. So yeah. I think it's cool. Like if I was a driver and they had the battery up there, but this is fucking dumb. But yeah. it is kind of clever and it's Williams, so... Alpha Tori worse. Do you know why? Do you remember why? No, they did they drop the white wheel color. They dropped covers? the white wheel covers. God damn it, that was the coolest thing. Those white walls were iconic. They dropped it automatically worse. Sorry. I think that's all of them. I think How many did we do? Did I skip one? Who cares? If we didn't think of them, they couldn't have been that good. Exactly. It didn't it didn't register. Uh that's liveries. New courses. There's a new course. Is there? Oh, Las, Las Vegas. Vegas, baby. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. It's stupid and kind of makes me angry that they're doing, but also they're going to be driving down the strip at night and that's going to be kind of. I'm convinced rad. that track is going to be a piece of shit. Oh, it's going to be terrible. I can't, I can't see how they can do this. This is like the gold veneer on like an absolute piece of shit track. <laughs> it's going to have $12,000 seats, like basic. Uh, yeah. And tracks going to be a shithole. But it is going to be cool to see them driving down the strip. I have to admit, it yeah. makes me angry that it makes me angry that it's going to be cool. Drive to Survive. Yeah. Tell tell me about how much you love Drive to Survive season five. So and why to explain to the viewer to the listeners why it's the best show you've ever seen? Yeah. So I'm not a big fan of. I, I like the first three <laughs> seasons of Drive to Survive. Last year I checked that. Did out. you wait? Did is that true? Yeah, I like the first few seasons. Okay. It was last season that I really checked out and I didn't really watch it because Gee, I wonder why. No, well, no, oh, no, wait, like, no, wait. Ferrari's mistakes are now in this season. Correct. And I actually watched that episode, but uh, no, Max and I were in agreement. This is where I agree with Max is like season four. And I don't think I'm 
alone in this. Like, they went overboard just making shit up. Oh, yeah, totally. And, like, I, I was, that's when I started to get this feeling. This is kind of where I go. Is like, we almost have two entities now. We have F1 in the sport, and then we have Drive to Survive. And they're, that, that that's Venn diagram. That's exactly what we have. That Venn Sean, diagram's not the same anymore. Yes, the problem is that you're not willing to divorce the two in your head. Correct. Yeah, and so I'm not... I'm not, you know, it's just, I'm looking for the sport more, maybe like some of the drama is fun, but like the problem I also kind of have with it. And I think where it's struggling at some in my mind is I have seen four years of deep insights into Charles and Max and Lewis, and there's Uh not that many new drivers. So like the the volume of like the parts that you really want to see where they deep dive on people, um, isn't there as much. Like it was the first few seasons. Uh, yes, that's true. They are so, they are struggling to find the stories, but I still find them interesting. Now, I did listen a little bit to uh, different podcasts. Alanis King was talking about. How dare about. you? Yeah, but um, you know what? Hey, I'm gonna bleep out what you just said. I'm well, gonna bleep out the name you said. Some people. <laughs> okay. I'm kidding. I'm but kidding. Alanis King, by the way, is hilarious uh, on Twitter. You should absolutely yeah. follow her. So and I listened specifically to the episode where they were talking about Drive to Survive because I was actually kind of trying to see, like, am I being weird here? And I haven't finished what they were talking about, but I might go back and try to finish this season if I can because I think there were a couple profile pieces that I didn't get into, but, like, I really struggled with the first two episodes. The first one was fine, and I kind of made a joke because, like, that's the one that Ferrari gloriously, like, won, right, Bahrain. The second one was really boring. Other than, like, Horner telling Toto to fix his fucking car that was a really boring episode and it just, it didn't feel like there was much to it. And maybe it's just because I was so familiar with everything that happened last year. And I'm probably not the average consumer of F1 news. So it was like, yeah, you're not really telling me anything new. And the insights weren't that crazy. Let me, uh, let me give you a piece of advice. This is a piece of advice for you. And also to everyone who almost certainly agrees with you and not me here. You need to watch Drive to Survive to supplement your Formula One fanship in the way that you would watch Friday Night Lights to supplement your football fanship. I need Varsity Blues. Yes, this is the it is it is. It's actually probably better story that ha, that is not based in reality. If you look at it that way, it's fun. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I. I I, I'm gonna tr- probably try to finish out the season. I watched season three or episode three of the season because I had to. Yes, and, and and I know the details of last season well, and it reminded me of some of them. And I was like, oh my god! It and reminded then, me of a lot of you know, Ferrari was correctly dragged all season for making unbelievably boneheaded decisions. I forgot how many of them there were. And how quick, how quick it snowballed because it, it was like race, 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 race. It was like, my God. And then the, when they showed the finger wag from Bonotto to uh, Leclerc was like, God, that's <laughs> not what got him fired. But like, if you were in the exit interview and they were showing you like things you had done, that picture would be on the table. <laughs> what is that exit interview like? Thank you I, for have 25 you ever done years. an exit interview? I've never done an exit interview. Okay. So you've never quit somewhere? No, I've always ended internships and left. Admittedly, they wouldn't exit interview you if they were shit canning you. Yeah, that's something Correct. That, that happens when you quit. 
So right. never mind. There is no exit interview. Yeah. They're just like, um, you aren't allowed to work with anybody else for two years and here's your check. Bye. Is that what they really said? I'm sure. No, they supposedly the handover is really good because he met with Visser to hand over from the team. Like he was a really, no, I meant like the non-compete. Yeah. He has a non-compete. Okay. I can't imagine why he would. He's like a Ferrari guy, right? He'll show up somewhere. They, I, I'm actually a little disappointed Ferrari didn't try to demote him <laughs> and see if he would accept it. Like, guess what, buddy? You're back in charge of the technical side. Do not go near the race team. <laughs> oh, that would have been a good episode of Drive to Survive. See, this is why this show is good. Because you have, like, I have to give him credit, like, to take the team from where it was, especially around the penalty to last year, was phenomenal technically. Okay. He just failed on the race side of it. Very much so. And I think some of it is, I get the impression he liked Carlos as a person and he didn't have- I get the impression that I like Carlos as a person. Carlos is fine. He's a nice guy. But- um, (laughs) but, Can you expand on that? Benoto, yeah, just like, but Benoto doesn't have a hard enough edge either to be like, you're not it. I didn't Uh, get the impression- That Carlos isn't it? Yeah. Do you think that Carlos isn't it? Carlos is exactly what he needs to be if they give him the role that he has. What does that cryptic statement mean? It means that like <laughs> he was not the number one driver last year. Correct. He gets a secondary strategy. And there don't play games with that. Like make it clear. If Checo even hinted that he wanted something beneficial over Max, Max told him to shut the fuck up. I'm not letting you over. You just played into exactly what I was about to ask you. Because last time we spoke about it, which has been a while, I insisted that Checo was perfect. Oh, I, while I you were you were disagreeing at the time, and I was saying it's because he does exactly what he's supposed to be doing. Man, with except no for last complaints. year when he asked for it, and Max said no. <laughs> well, yeah, well, Max was and, being a total cocksucker, at that and then point. Max's mom was like, "Remember when you cheated on your wife?" On social media, which was yes. wild. I was I was really disappointed in the Checo episode of Drive to Survive. They didn't play that clip. They didn't play like. By the way, Max's mom told everyone. No, I mean, the, well, yes. <laughs> no, I mean the part where uh, where Max basically told him to go fuck himself. Oh yeah, it was incredible. <laughs> Don't ever ask me to do that again. Yeah. No, uh, so I think my only critique with Checo is he could be better and still have that same role. But on the flip side, there's never any dubiousness about his position. Right. It's like perfect. If he, was, if he was a little faster, you might get a little bit of that that kind of, well, this race he's actually... But no, he really doesn't cause any issues. This is why he's perfect. And signs is just good enough to cause issues, but believes he should, should be number one, which is pretty incredible. Every team that thinks that they have two number one... Or the, every team that gets close to having two number one drivers becomes a disaster I'm trying to think yeah i think you're correct nico and hamilton would be the closest two. fair enough and nico quit and lewis supposedly doesn't talk to him anymore so um yeah it was that was probably the closest and that car was so dominant it didn't matter so i was trying to think of new segments for the show because before we had whatever we used to call it when i would try and ask you a technical question about formula one that i didn't understand and then Mm -hmm. try and stump you now you know them all 
Well, and also I've already stumped you this episode, so that worked out. And then the other one was which driver said this, and I I just didn't bother. I'm going to be honest with you. I, <laughs> I'm sure they said a lot of interesting things during tech testing. Actually, that's not true. I doubt they said anything interesting during testing. I bet it was a lot of very boring just descriptions of what's going on with the car. Max told uh, a reporter today that the car was better. They asked him where it was particularly better, and he said everywhere. That's because he's the best. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then they asked LeClaire if they were sandbagging, and he said, I'm not going to say anything. So, Well, yeah, that's all part of the game. So I had maybe 20 minutes to try and brainstorm an idea for a new segment. And basically I came up with nothing. So (laughs) I'm going to just start asking you questions. I'm going to give you scenarios in life. Okay. And I'm going to ask you who's the driver that you want with you. All right. So this week's scenario, you're on a cruise ship that is riddled with norovirus. The captain has just announced that the ship is taking on water. It's the middle of the night. Each lifeboat needs a team lead. Which F1 driver do you want leading your lifeboat? I'll cut out the silence as you really I'm actually this. thinking about this. I want to say Lewis. Okay. Because he's actually reasonably compassionate. He's organized and he's led a lot of teams. Okay. So you want compassionate on your lifeboat. I would prefer him not to kill me. Yes. Max would just oh, be oh. like, fuck you, <laughs> out. Okay, no, well, I think we're all agreed that Max is not the guy to have in this scenario. He'd be like hitting you with the the paddle, like, get off the boat. That's fair. I think, and it's not for the obvious reason everyone stop right now, but I do want Terry Bodass. <laughs> and not because his name is Bodass. He's a Finnish survivor. I'm imagining that this is possibly happening somewhere where the water is freezing. And if there's anybody I want leading this boat, it's got to be him. It's going to be brutal. And he's going to be extremely blunt about my odds of survival. (laughs) But I feel like they're higher if he's there. He's going to have his cool new hair. His hair is excellent. It feels like it helps with a boating expedition. It feels like it's, it's got to be more comfortable. No, it's not. Wait, what did his hair look like before? I think it was pretty short. Yes, it was short. Okay, so it's, there's no way it's more comfortable under a helmet. I mean, it, it feels does, more comfortable. How does Lewis Hamilton wear a helmet over that? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, my God. It's got to be so hot in there. Oh, I've always wondered about football, too. Like, how do those guys, although some true. of them, like, when they have, like, big hair like that, they get hit and that helmet just pops right off. Like... Or they get tackled by the dreadlocks. Yeah, that's never fun. But see, he would never do that because then they get sucked into the end. <laughs> Why are we down on power? Well, <laughs> just suddenly see his head jerk back. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Well, that's that new segment. I don't know what that's called, and I don't know if we'll ever do that again. But. <laughs> <laughs> Whichever one is like, you need to fight with a customer service rep so I can choose Max. Okay, which which two do you definitely not want on the same boat? Two drivers on the same boat? Uh-huh. Hmm. Who hates each other? Magnuson and Hulkenberg, right? They're friends now, man. 
Are they? Because yeah. there was a whole suck my balls thing, right? Yeah. So, so yeah, supposedly it's all mended over and they've both grown up because, you know. I'm going to call bullshit on that. Kevin had kids. They were, they, they've like made it up and they've making jokes about it. But today, I, I don't, I guess maybe you haven't seen the quotes, but they asked Hulkenberger, like, you two like rubbing up or becoming friends. He's like, there's lots of rubbing and tugging and buddying up or something like that. And everybody was like, just dead silent. <laughs> okay. That's good. Yeah. So the, the English translation sometimes still misses. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> or they're just a lot of team building. I don't know. Okay. Who, what's the first race? Bahrain? Bahrain. Who's going to win? Max. Uh, he's going to DNF. I'm going with, I'm I'm going Leclerc. We're both <sighs> sandbagging. This is testing week. So here's the thing. I guess we didn't really even get into like what I thought of testing and where I think the teams are, but no. Okay. Then tell me you brought it up. Do we really want to do that? All right. So do it like, quick though. Not, the, I think the easiest thing, the easiest the thing, long right? version. Red Bull's absolutely good, right? Right. The car is easy. Max is fast out the gate. Everything even, indicates even Sergio seems to like it better. Correct. Which means they'll screw him over later, but still, yeah, um, they'll, they'll, they'll do upgrades until he hates it. He's like sitting there like, Oh, Max likes the car a little bit more, you know, oversteer than I do. It's like, Oh, so Max is actually the way better driver, which is the same issue with Leclerc and signs and with Lewis and whoever, and like, the driver who can handle the really pointy oversteery cars, usually the more talented, much faster driver. But anyway, um, Ferrari didn't look quite as good and had high deg, but then there was a bunch of stuff coming out this week out of the factory that they did never run light fuel. So they kept topping up the fuel every time they pit. So I, the hope is I'm saying this hope There's some hope that they were actually playing a lot of games, which would be interesting for once that Ferrari didn't like go try to be the fastest. And they did the thing like focus on yourself. So there's some hope there, but right now it's still hard to see if they're actually good enough to be as fast as a Red Bull. The, the biggest hope I think for the season for Ferrari is don't get blown out in the first five or six races and hopefully wear on Red Bull when the uh, wind tunnel really starts taking effect. Okay. Because if, as Red Bull can't keep developing because they don't have the wind tunnel time, you can hopefully get better through the year and not get worse. Hey, wait, I do have a technical question. Yeah. I've always wondered this. How do they limit the wind tunnel time? I think it's really heavily audited. Like, I think you have to submit the times and you probably may be reviewed when you do it. Okay. Let's say I'm a super unscrupulous owner of a formula one team. Let's say I'm, I don't want to pick on anyone. So let's say my name <laughs> is Schmorin Stroll. Oh, God. and I want to test more than I'm allowed to. And I'm a billionaire. <laughs> what is to stop me from building an underground unknown wind tunnel that no one knows about in the woods somewhere. I'm going to bet the utility company. <laughs> I mean, you're okay. going to see, you're going to see but, the power draw on that thing from space. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's okay. It's a lot, but it's not that much. It's a lot. Uh, still, the electricity draw in a wood tunnel is really, really high. Still, uh, you, there's no way you can't hide that between behind all sorts of, shadow companies and bullshit yeah because they have to submit they have to submit every revision of parts directly to the fia i think they would probably pick up if you really tried to hide it the pickup and change cycles 
Right. What is? And I don't even know what the words are that you like. Just if said. you were submitting, like you submit drawing revisions, right? In your right. job, right? Okay. Right. Let's so this is essentially you're mind. sitting, you're sitting part revisions for everything that you do. And so if mm-hmm. you're updating a bunch of error components really quickly, they're probably going to raise some eyebrows. So you just with. don't. You update them at the normal amount, but now you have better data when you do it. But you do bigger chunks each time. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could, but I think if you got caught, you're running the risk of like. Never being in Formula One again. Yeah, you're banned from competition, and I think that's probably the big risk. Fair enough. It just seems like you could, I don't know. It just seems like you could. (laughs) It's the same reason why I'm pretty sure Red Bull knew what they were doing with the budget a couple years ago when they got penalized. But I don't think they'll do it again this time because there's the outside risk that they're like, you're disqualified for half a season. Okay. If you do it twice. I I don't think you wanted, I think being the first one was actually really clever. Being the second one's probably not a great idea. Right. Okay. I forget what you were saying when I interrupted you. You were talking uh, about Red Bull's uh, wind yeah. tunnel times. Oh, yeah, just at Red Bull. Yeah, so that's going to wear on. I think that's the biggest hope for Ferrari because I, I kind of got in this on Twitter. Like, I'm absolutely, by the way, I, I'm going to interrupt you again. I'm absolutely starting the rumor that Lawrence Stroll has a secret wind tunnel absolutely. facility in like northern Alberta. <laughs> in the tar sands and he's got it inside like a tar sand processing facility. So nobody even notices the power draw. That's actually very clever. Yeah. See, good job. Lawrence. So how quickly I came up with that. And I'm not even a billionaire strolling on. We have a new (laughs) section. I forgot about Ephanon. Ephanon is too far gone for us. For us at the top now, sort of. Wait, what? Well, they made it near the top and then just started self-immolating. So, (laughs) There's got to be a story there. But uh, so, yeah, what was I saying? I'm saying basically the hope for Ferrari is that I think the Red Bull is solidly ahead. There's two hopes that Ferrari was very focused on their testing plant and they're closer than it looked like. And B, that they can stay close enough to max to catch up later. Because the problem is, is I got in on this on Twitter as much as a Leclerc fanboy as I am. And I think he is absurdly talented against the pool of drivers there. I still think his talent ceiling at best is max, which means in any situation, he needs at least as good of a car and as good of a team. Gotcha. And right. Cause otherwise I think if they had the same car, same team, max wins some fraction more. If I think Leclerc is as good as he is. The problem is, is Leclerc hasn't proven that either. He made mistakes last year that max didn't Le- Leclerc made mistakes like max did literally months before you started watching F1. Yes. Well, and also when, when I started watching it. Yeah, because the first few races, you're like, what the hell is he doing? Like, <laughs> No, I was I thought it was hilarious. And I, then I went in with not a lot of uh, emotional investment. So it was very amusing to me when he would make it to turn three and, and just then the car would just disintegrate around. It. <laughs> like, what is he doing? But I think the thing with Max is the most incredible part is it was halfway through that 2020 season. He just stopped making mistakes. And <laughs> other than like the outright aggression towards Lewis Hamilton at Every chance he sees him, not just in 2021, but randomly last year in Brazil, too. Yep. <laughs> just being um, a dick for no reason. It was great. Um, he doesn't really make any. He had a couple spins last year, right? He spun in qualifying, and I think it was was it in Spain. He just spun the car off the track for no reason at all. But, like, of course, for the way things went for Ferrari last year, he managed not to hit shit. Whereas when Leclerc well, spun, he hit that wall that, in France. He seems to be pretty skilled at spinning a car... And making it go the full 360, so he's just pointing the right direction when it's done. Well, both of them did that in that qualifying uh, in Silverstone last year, Leclerc yep. and Max. Both of them looped that car one, <laughs> one time around on the straight and caught it. 
but yeah, it's like, of course, the time he went off in Spain or where, wherever it was, he went off and didn't hit anything. And then when Leclerc lost it at France, like he hits the wall at a billion miles an hour. <laughs> and then turned into a Bond villain. Okay, say I don't care about Red Bull or Ferrari. Tell me about the other teams. Mercedes might be better, but I think that car is going to be really peaky and weird. Okay. Aston Martin somehow is really good, which I assume is Lawrence Stroll's cheating wind tunnel. Makes yes. a lot of sense. It's, also, see, I've really uncovered something here. I think I I get this feeling that like Fernando Alonso is there. He's going to be quick. He's going to smell the chance to be good, which means he's an absolute wild card for. I'm going to edit out. that so it just says he's going to smell. Eh, whatever. I don't. He, he I don't. looks. He looks like he might. <laughs> it's like one of those rich people that doesn't bathe. Yes. Um, I have a feeling he's going to be like the wild card to like one of our two drivers sometime early in the season where it's like he thinks he can win and it's going to like yeet one of them right out of the race. And Fernando Alonso looks like he either smells terrible or like the most expensive cologne and it's nothing in both. between. There's no way that he's anywhere in between those two things. It's one of those Johnny Depp cologne commercials. Oh, God. <laughs> Fernando Alonso lost in like some dune setting in <laughs> Givenchy or something like that. Right? <laughs> but uh, yeah, Aston Martin might be really good, but then I can't really fathom Stroll being good. Oh, certainly not. I think they're going to look kind of good and then also be really shit. They're going to be kind of that McLaren last year where it's like, why are they suddenly 16th out of nowhere when they were fifth last week? But I think it's pretty clear right now. It really looks like Red Bull is number one. I think Ferrari's actually going to be pretty solidly number two, and then the other two are going to kind of fight it out. Beyond that, ooh, Haas, I think, is going to look a lot better this year, probably score some points. Um, I think Nico Hulkenberg is better than we think. Um, the Alpine should be pretty solid. I think the McLaren is much worse. The Alpha Tori is much worse. The, the Alpha Williams Romeo gonna... seems better. It might be better, and I think Zoguan Yu is pretty solid, and we know Valtteri is solid. He's not going to blow you away like passing anyone ever but he's gonna run a solid reliable race i don't know who else is in there have i forgot somebody um aston martin alpine no i think you got them all yeah the alpine's gonna be interesting because i think gasoline ocon actually hate each other but they're acting like they don't but uh so that should be interesting but ocon doesn't hate anyone i think oh wait i'm sorry no wait that's right he hates everyone correct yes (laughs) there's too much french and a French team. Interesting. They're going to have to out-French each other. It's going to be the weird. Frenchest thing that ever happened. <laughs> Don't out-French each other. Or do. That would be a good episode of Drive to Survive. Didn't they do Pardon My French this season? They did. I mean a romance episode. Ah. Not, a, not a bromance episode. A romance episode. This podcast has taken a turn to a different genre. <laughs> <laughs> Again, this podcast is all things to all people. <laughs> um okay so, i want you to crown your driver champion and constructor champion i th- believe it's going to be max. max as much as i want to think that maybe charles can pull it out i think it's going to be really hard to beat max like it will require ferrari doing something they haven't done the last couple of years i think they'll be better i still think they'll be behind there's Same a chance for constructors for- there's a chance, I think, constructors, they can beat them. Because I think it depends on how different the cars are. Because Signs is better than Checo. So yes. if the cars are close, Signs will beat Checo. 
So you could okay. get a lot of these weird one or one, four, two, three finishes, right? Right. Um, and, but it, yeah, I, I kind of want to say it's going to be Red Bull Max kind of clean sweep this time. Well, Dan, uh, I was going to say that. I was hoping we would have some controversy here, but I guess I should have expected we wouldn't. I don't know how much I'm like trying to like wait uh, my expectations. protect yourself. <laughs> this is a defense mechanism. Because like, yeah, the, the, the deepest parts of my brain are like, before I was sandbagging a little bit, Leclerc is going to come out, blow out the first race, and they're not going to screw up operationally this year. God, I, I miss so many opportunities to just psychologically break you down completely last year. <laughs> yeah, it would it was uh, rough. I could have destroyed you. I think the hope is what made it worse. I and could it have, wasn't I could have inadvertently ended your marriage. <laughs> and I think what made it the worst was like in the races they were winning, it wasn't Max happened to DNF in them, but it wasn't because of that. Like Leclerc was flat out beating him and you're like, this is great. Like this this team looks awesome. And then Leclerc was like on pole how many races last year 12 or something (laughs) most of them more than anyone else right yeah if you wanted to ask one place I do think he's fat he's quicker than Max it's in qualifying I think oh clearly he might might, I think he's the fastest all the time if you put him if you had to have one person in any car I'd put him in the car also he has a memory of a goldfish yes for qualifying for one lap he has a memory of a goldfish too. Like he can wreck the car. You put him in a new one. He'd go out there and just do it fine the next He's like, I can wreck this one too. <laughs> Carlos is like, I'm just going to drive into this gravel pit, which he did like three times at the beginning of last year for no reason at all. <laughs> uh, do we have any other closing thoughts? No, or is man. this episode 3.0 in the can? I think we're pretty close. I'm pretty excited. I, I think it's going to be uh, fun and, uh, Hopefully Ferrari's not quite the same shit show. I don't think they can win. They're going to win, but hopefully they make it competitive. Um, we'll see what Mercedes does. Maybe if Mercedes is actually challenging for wins, it's going to mix things up. But that Red Bull looks real good. This is all music to my ears. Yeah. Okay. Well, book it. I'm, there's no way they can be beaten. Let's go uh-huh. for it. Yeah, the jinx doesn't. I don't think it works that well. <laughs> not for Max. He doesn't believe in jinxes. <laughs> it's true. Uh, okay. Well then that's going to be our first episode of season three, I guess, even though it's the fourth season, we skipped a whole year, whatever. We're calling this season the three. Furious timeline. <laughs> yes. Season <like> zero. <laughs> yeah. This is the Tokyo drift of, of NG1. Uh, um, follow us, uh, on Twitter at FNG pod. I am at def, not Chuck. Sean is at Sean underscore leg. That's leg with two G's. Thank you to RCB 5 for our cover art. And thank you to Chris King. That's at artificial Chris on Twitter for our theme song, which is cat mountain drive off the album gold pulls. I believe go download all of his music. Don't just listen to it on Spotify support local artists. And uh, we will see you after Bahrain. See you later, guys. Bye. Hello, and welcome to FNG1, the... Wait. (laughs) Wait, what did I used to say? Man, much like Ferrari strategy, we've just launched into it and fucked the whole thing up. (laughs) Okay, it's been a while. Uh, 
Welcome Hello. to FNG1. Damn it. <laughs>